The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Perfect, perfect. All right, so what episode number? Hey, this is Big Four Five. Big Four Five, four five, yeah. Triple five, no safety. Yeah, no, I'm about to. I've been looking forward to this number. So, amazing chat podcast, episode 45. Yeah, special guest in the building, man, J.O. I mean, I'll let everyone else introduce themselves first and then you can, we'll dive into your whole career and everything. So Cole, tell the Colin. people about, tell the people about you. Uh, first name Collins, but call me Cole, so you see Cole, whatever works. Yeah. But yeah, you, you know what time it is. Eman? Eman the God fan. Eman the prophet. Eman <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the prophet, yeah. <laughs> is that how we're coming? <laughs> That's, That's how, how we're coming, bro. I'll start your feeling. Energy, morning. energy, energy. I love it. Uh, Demi, you already know. Um, so, massive guest, Jay Yellow, the Irish sensation himself, man. It's real. Um, yes. Obviously, I found out about, about you because Colin's putting uh, a song of yours uh, in our playlist. And since then, we've been rocking with you, man. So, it's so good to have you on. All right. Shout out to you, Collins. Appreciate that. No worries, my guy. No worries. I, I heard it through... Um, I'm trying to think of the journey of finding your music because um, it was a couple of ways. The, f- uh, the first way was through Spotify. So I, I think, you know, they create certain playlists for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, heard, uh, I heard quote unquote on there and I was like, wow, this is a, this is a good song. And I, I was surprised to do my research and find out you were from Ireland. Do you know what I mean? That sounded like yeah, a yeah, yeah. like gritty type song. And then from there, I grabbed FIFA when it was on sale during a quarantine, and then I heard your song on FIFA, <laughs> so I didn't you know, <laughs> the research I was that way. On FIFA. Hey, yeah, this is yeah. a W. No, trust me. So you only got FIFA in like March. You know what I do? I take I take seasonal breaks from FIFA because that game gets me mad. You know, I don't know about you, but <laughs> oh, <I> swear. <laughs> that game is frustrating sometimes. But yeah, I grabbed it during quarantine and heard your song on there, and I was like, nah, this guy. I like I like the I like the content. I think. The, the production is sick. Your your bars are good, so I'm just mm. glad like you you reached out when we put you on the play on the playlist. So it just yeah, kind of happened naturally, which is low, always yeah. nice. Yeah, man, hundred percent. For me, what interested me most about yourself is 
I can't really, and I like it when I can't do this with a rapper, but I can't really describe you if that makes sense. Like if someone said, mm. yo, what's his sound? Because you can spit, you know, you've got a good vibe to you as well. It's not the sing-along sing, sing sort of rap as well. If someone asks mm. you, how would you describe yourself? Um, uh, I won't lie. It's, kind of, it's tough as well for me because I think for myself, I'm also trying to um, not put myself in a box in that way as mm. well. So it's good when I hear people say, oh, yeah, I don't know how to describe you in that because that's kind of what I was going for. Because, you know, sometimes you go to, like, you just have, we're multifaceted just as individuals anyway. And then when it comes to making music, you don't want to just make one type of music or even if it's, like, sectioned off to a genre, you don't want to, like, you want to explore in that genre and, like, have a fusion with other things as well. Like, think about all the music you listen to. I'm sure you don't just listen to like one style of music. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's that same kind of thing when you're listening to music and when you're making music, you, you want to kind of explore, um, you enjoy different sounds as well and you kind of want to hear yourself on different sounds, you want to hear yourself try different things. So I guess predominantly, the only kind, of, the only thing that I'd say is um, constant through my music is the content, the content, because that's what I always try and deliver. Like I always want to have something to say like something meaningful to say as opposed to just like lyrics for the sake of lyrics or just bias yeah. for the sake of bias, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. How did you... What was your, what was your inspiration um, into your, like the start of the journey? Like what inspired you to start music? Mm. So it was, it was, see, it was mad because I started, I only really took it on as a career in sixth year here, which is like... Um, I don't know what year that is for you guys. I think that's like year 12. What's the year you do your GCSEs or whatever before you so go like into year, uni? Yeah, 11. Uh, before you go to uni? Yeah, yeah. You... Oh, so that's year 13. Yeah, year 13. Yeah. yeah. And that's the year you have to do exams to find out what you want to do in uni and get like the course you yeah, want. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that year for me here. We call it sixth year and was like, I was in the institute, some school where it's like very grades focus and everything and all of the talk of obviously I'm from an, like, uh, I have an Af- I have African parents so I was like oh dentist doctor lawyer engineer and all of yeah. this and none of it excited me at all I didn't want yeah. to do it um I think in that year I just happened to come across like a really good friend of mine now at the time when I just met him I kind of um I rapped for him I played him some music and he was like yo like you're sick, man. This is like, if you had 10 songs of this, like that sounded like this, I'd buy a whole album and et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, okay, maybe there is potential here, actual potential. Um, and in Ireland, there's not much, there's not a lot of infrastructure for music. And it's mm-hmm. not like, not many people make it like out of here through music, especially not hip hop. So it was kind of a big risk. So it was also that, um, that challenge of, daring to do it as well that kind of inspired yeah. me like oh what if I'm the one that does in fact I'm going to make sure I'm the one that does it because not like I didn't have options because I still did go to college and like university I still did do that I graduated but I really never saw myself trying to do something that I wasn't really passionate about for the rest of my life like that's a yeah. that's the thing, you know what I mean you, start, you studied politics right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how did what, what was the where did that come from? Like, because obviously we're like African based as well. So my mm-hmm. background was in like uh, 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 maths and I ended up being an accountant. So 
obviously mm. your parents even tell you the the list that you just already said so how did you end up <laughs> down down the politics route what was that from um i think i've always been i've always been very politically inclined i think also because i moved to ireland when i was in my teens i was mm. 14 when i came straight from nigeria so i was very doubt and like I mean, when you get into school especially around teenagers like kids can be very hellish so that's where you actually get aware of like um your social economic standing like where you are as in and where you fit into like the overall society and i think that kind of gave me my political awakening if you like because then i started noticing things like you know um an equal distribution of wealth and all of that kind of stuff and just the way perception based on your social economic stand and all of that stuff and then yeah you know racism and just culture all of all of those things combined just kind of made me do more research into politics and want to be more political and just kind of understand it mm. more and because i just yeah. knew i didn't want to be in that situation for long you know what i'm saying I mean, what I'm really interested in is just how, I know that the internet exists, so it's not about how you find hip-hop in Ireland, but, like, I guess just to have the bravery to do it, because I'm more than certain it's not, you know, the the most popular genre out there, and, you know, it's starting to change a bit. So, for example, I think JB2 uh, was is from Ireland. He's probably mm-hmm. one of the more popular acts from out there. But how does one like I don't know get into it and just how what was your journey with hip hop and rap? Man, it was tough because like I said, we don't have any infrastructure, so there's no there's no one to look up to in terms of oh this person did it like that, so mm. I have to do it like this, and then yeah. I've followed your footsteps. You don't have that, so everything you're doing is trial by error, you know, trial and error. You know what I mean? So you're kind of figuring it out as you go along so I it's for me it's just started with okay how do I how do I make the music you know I need to find a producer I need to find instrumental I need to find a studio to record and then okay let me start with my area right now okay this is where I am now how do I make everyone here aware mm. of my music and like yeah. let them think I'm let them let me convince them that I'm sick first and yeah. let mm. them back me and then take it from there and just figure it out as you go and I just had that approach so I went my school my area everyone I made sure everyone was aware of my music I was like mm. shamelessly promoting every day you know I come into school my speaker like but like blasting my music and that just to make sure everyone knew what it was you know I me. Mean? so um I'd get the teachers to play the music before class and all like just like I'm like yo please just two minutes before class you don't have to play the whole thing like just let everyone in your class know what I want and then I stand there by the door to make sure they do it and so it was an actual like that's not a thing that you're meant to do I'm not I'm pretty sure but like like I say it was just kind of figuring it out like knocking on doors like the radio stations they weren't playing no Irish hip-hop at the time nothing like there were people who were rapping and doing that kind of stuff but they were very it's very very underground so mm. having to go to the radio stations and like literally going to the building and be like who do i talk to to get my song on radio and like and then they just give you the run around here and there and they tell yeah, you yeah. this person and that person those people never get back and then somehow somehow a few years later they're asking you for your own for Shit. your song and that's so, so, so it's always, man, 
It's, and, it's beautiful to see, man, because the the, the yeah, journey you've fact. made and the the progress you've made is actually quite remarkable. Like, I feel like that's some true. some people wait their whole career to do certain things, and you you've been touring, you've got your song on certain like uh, outlets such as FIFA, as we said earlier. And I think mm. it's it's good for the scene, like like even for people like us, like we're from like we're we're, we're based in Essex, which is just outside London. Uh, we'll, yeah. Some of us, few of us were born in London and moved out, so it's hard to get your your platform to the masses in that type of way. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've only even heard of um <clears throat> of Reggie Snow as far as like uh um, yeah. as an Irish rapper. So Irish for, for you to come across our you know our radar as well is just a, it's a testament to that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? For sure. The work ethic. For and real. that's what that also mad. Oh yeah, so sorry. I was just gonna say that's crazy because you know, like I said, even the fact that you guys from Essex wherever could stumble across music, that's that's crazy. You know, even for me now, that's still crazy. What for you was a bit of a, I mean, you'll have many more moments like this, but what for you was a bit of an, I've uh, sort of made it moment or a massive check. Because obviously the FIFA, but I also saw you at uh, Spotify's offices as well. That's a, that's mm. a good look. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, hmm, I've never actually had a feeling of, oh, I made it because I'm always so on to the next. And again, mm. what, um, like I say, like say if you look at my social media, like you're gonna you're seeing the highlights. Get me? And those highlights are very, very few. This boy's had some nice highlights. Some nice yeah, highlights. Yeah. <laughs> hey yo, Jay, he was, he yeah. was teaching Ray Shimmer a thing or two, same Jimmy. And um, yeah, uh, he was also trying to give Jay ID the workers on the table. No, I gave them the work, don't get this. Nigerians and table tennis, you don't play. No, you don't play with Nigerians and table tennis. Like, come on. <laughs> that was even in the backyard as well. I had to do it. But oh. yeah, but like those are the highlights, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not out here with Slim Jimmy and JID every week, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. So it's like, if you look through my social media, you're seeing the best bits, but they're actually very few and far between from like mm. the trials, like the times where I'm trying and failing and just things that don't work out. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, yeah. um, the moment that I'd say was the biggest for me so far was apart from the FIFA thing, yeah, and I know I'm going to sound, it's going to sound very romantic right now, but <laughs> the day that I decided to release my first song, like the first day I had that courage to actually be like, mm. yo, let me just put it out there and whatever happens, happens. That's the first time that I ever really felt like, nah, I'm actually living my dream because whatever happens from this moment onwards, I couldn't have fathomed it yesterday. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was a powerful moment for me. So I always refer to that as like my rebirth or some shit, like some corny shit like that. But it was never... <laughs> Nice, no, real man. Great, great time for real. Now your mindset is is inspiring. It's the hunger, really. It's that it's that hunger all rappers have, you know, to make it out of their current situation. Um, sure. Sure. and it shows even things like you know you laugh, but having the foresight to be like, yo, to the teacher, let the, let the song just play, let it breathe. Yeah. And I'm a massive believer in that. Not enough rappers, in my opinion, do that. Is you've got to be big in where you're from in your school. If your people. Mm. ain't rocking with you no one is you know no that's something sure. i think we've tried to do over the last years try to make sure you know if you live in chafford or you live in south you know who we are like we're, mm. we're the spot so i respect i respect your journey definitely no likewise man likewise right uh so i think 
yeah, that's a good segue um, into the next topic. So obviously, man's got a song on FIFA. That's a that's a massive W, you know. Yeah, uh, sure. We have to celebrate the wins round here. Um, Absolutely. So we just wanted to, we just wanted to discuss. I think all of us have played FIFA in some capacity. What are some of the best FIFA songs that we've enjoyed? I mean, I'll kick things off. Uh, I think back to uh, FIFA 2013. I can't remember the the band's name is uh, Bastille and I had a really good Bastille. song on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that tune. No, I swear. I've uh, that. I swear it's hard to remember the names but it's the vibes that they give you. Or yeah. Even yeah. Certain games that you remember had like, um, what's it, that you just knew had a good soundtrack. So there's the FIFA with Ronaldinho in the, uh, what's oh, it seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hard. Sick. That was sick. I even like uh, uh, O3. I think O3 yeah. might be the first one I bought, and it had Miss Dynamite yeah. T on there. Yeah, yeah. and that song that was, was a classic. You know what I mean? Oh, what was that one that goes? What's that coming over there? What was that one? Yeah, that's like O5. Yeah, O5. Yeah, O5 is something class. But the thing with the soundtrack, yeah, the 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 one that was like. The one that I love the most, yeah, just for different reasons, was the FIFA 19 one. Just because 19, you know, there were artists, there were artists there that I was like, nah, like that I was listening to a year before, like OJ Radical, mm. and all, and I was like, man, these guys, these guys are sick, but like, not that many people know of them. Mm. And then next year, and then FIFA comes out, and then the song's there, and then everyone, all of a sudden, everyone's on Octavian. Koji mm. Radicals doing bits and everything and then mm. and I was like shit man if I could be like these if I could get my song this like, and then the next year it happened so that's why that uh, that yeah. was very very iconic for me because yeah people like has, must have the finger on the post the people who yeah. put them together yeah. really on their job mm. man because that 19 one I'm glad you said 19 because that's been the best one soundtracks for a while like they had yeah, Bass on true. there had a couple other people on there as well. Like yeah. Really went in. well how, did, how did that actually, how does that come about? Like, what's the, how is FIFA getting in contact with you and say, oh, we'd like to put this song on the on the game? It's mad because they reached out um, end of 2018 about using my track Medusa for their Christmas campaign. Mm. And I, oh, that's sick. But then, then my producer was too slow sending stems or whatever. And then that kind of slipped away and I was I was gutted. I was like, shit, man. So as soon as we had um, Ozone recorded, I actually recorded it with that in mind. Like, I was, it was obviously a long shot. But then I was like, nah, listen, let's just send this to them. I actually sent another track as well. I was like, nah, let's send this to them. Like, if they wanted mm. to use it for the, you know, Christmas campaign, surely they'll have an Easter campaign or something or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't even thinking of the soundtrack. I was just thinking, like, let's just open that door again. And um, they didn't get back for a while. And then they came back around March. I'm like, yo, we want to use this track here for um, the in-game soundtrack and everything. I was like, mm. yeah. And then I was on an NBA for months. I couldn't say anything. And everyone was like, oh, no, you, like, how's the music going? I was like, uh, uh, don't I worry. Can't say it. Yeah, 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 for real. So what's that? What's that period? So did they make you sign something when they're like, yo, the NBA, with the NBA, or is it just they have to trust you? No, they send in an email, yeah, and they say everything in this email is fully confidential. And if any, um, something about basically in nutshells, if the information gets out to the public, then mm. they have they withhold the right to retract 
their offer or whatever. Mm. And I was like, nah, you don't have to tell me that. I basically just wiped <laughs> out my memory for about seven months. Smart. Seven months? That's wow. A long time, man. That's a long time, For real. Yeah. For real. I mean, the hush, hush. Hush, yeah. for real. Is it? I mean, it's just interesting because the soundtrack to anything can be so important. So it's mm. just interesting that, you know, the soundtrack to FIFA can really bring about memories, if that makes mm. sense. So even just games in general, like, I think of, you know, SmackDown versus Raw for me yeah. when I was younger. And that, that used to have a, a banging yeah. um, soundtrack. Yeah. I guess it's just interesting to see, is there any other games that we played that we thought, rah, that soundtrack stayed in our memory? Yeah. FIFA um, Streets, Saints, a couple of them. Saints Row. Saints Row. The GTAs yeah. as well, I'd say. Yeah, oh, the GTAs sure. as well. That's so many. That's so many. It's it's but it's, it's a nice thing to be a part of. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. you, did you shoot the video in in London? No, I was actually in Dublin in um Piercy Flash. Shout out to them. Because that's sick. Yeah. Like it, it, it proper looked like a estate. So I was thinking to myself, maybe yeah. it was somewhere like an ends. But the hair that is in Dublin is interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we have those kind of things as well, like those kind yeah. of areas. Um. There's just it was kind of very central location. That's why we wanted it as well, and yeah. it was nice aesthetic as well. Like I'm not from those. I'm not from there, yeah. but um, the people there were kind of gassed even having like a part of that. something happening yeah. in the area because they don't really get a lot of you know stuff going on there. You know? Yeah. So yeah, the video's a vibe, man. I like it. It's very. It's headed like the word I'd use for it is jiggy. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just yeah. going <laughs> with it, and the girls all dancing and shit. I I fuck with it, yeah, heavy man, man, for real. Actually, yeah, so, who, who are who are your um your idols in um in music? Like, mm. like who do you look up to to get that inspiration, that flavor, that vibe yeah. in your music? You know, from a creative standpoint, yeah, I said I have a good few, but those are just like people that I look up to. But the thing is, that uh, yeah, I try not to idolize, you know people too much because you don't really know them you know what i mean you might know mm. someone's music but you can, so i like i keep it very kind of on the creative side and all because um all the shit that's been happening recently you don't really know who's who what's what's actually going on to get me but i think fella has always been my absolute idol like in terms of Legend, just what man. he stood for the way he transcended music and mm-hmm. what he was using his platform for and just everything in general um mm. people that i look up to in terms of like cre- on the creative side of things we like j cole burner boy um damian marley mm. jay-z because jay-z is just the goat in my opinion goat, yeah it's just his catalog is ridiculous and yeah those be my main ones those be my main ones but i say on top of all of that has to be fella just from the from the grassroots mm. yeah because I'm Massive. seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Mr. Mr. West in the background, and I'm thinking to myself, mm. "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Mr. West is in the building. Wake up, Mr. West. Mr. West yeah. He's in the building <laughs> for sure, fam. Uh, he's he's a sicko, creative. He's a sicko, <laughs> and um, you know, he's actually. He, I should have put his name there. It's actually, I look actually a bit stupid. I have him on the wall. I didn't mention his name. <laughs> but no, nah, he's definitely his catalog is well ridiculous. Unreal. I think from a, 
from a creative point of view, absolutely. Yeah, really, he's entering that. You've got to separate the man from the music. Camp <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. of people, for real. No. I mean, we'll get into that, but he's he's been moving reckless. Um, yeah. I guess I can't even fucked it up for me, but he fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy, ain't nobody stepping in the name of love no more. I swear. <laughs> well, to be honest, I've heard that in a few weddings, man. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, listen, oh, I've man. heard that in a few <laughs> weddings. Like, <laughs> you know, I, shit, I was like, yo, is the DJ serious? I'm going for about two years. I haven't heard that Kelly anywhere. What's, right. what's, what's the one that they love to play in the club? How can they ignition, ignition, isn't it? Ignition, ignition remix. My, my <laughs> coming in. Oh. <laughs> Left leg starts yeah. twitching. That's it, man. You can't help I yourself. Swear. Oh, I swear. He, he, he's the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I, what I want to know is, or what I want to get into is a bit of like your heritage. So obviously you're Nigerian, but you've grown, a lot of your life has been in Ireland as well. What's that mm. experience been like? Because that's not something a lot of people can say? Um, yeah, it's, it's mad because um, when I was growing up in Nigeria, I was actually with my Jamaican grandparents, my Jamaican grandma, so she kind of raised me. My parents were split up. but um, mm. So I was in a Jamaican household in Nigeria for a very That's long crazy. time then. Yeah, so yeah. that was already a mad contrast. Like, <laughs> that mm. was already a mad contrast. But then um, I went to boarding school in Nigeria, which was, you know, was an experience in itself. I was there for like five years. Um, great experience though, but not one that I'd want to relive. But it was good, you know what I mean, in hindsight. Um, then coming to Ireland, it was mad because I was like, I kind of reconnected with my mom and my um, my siblings. Mm. And just, you know, it was a different thing because I'd spent some time in London for England. Sorry, I'd, I lived one year in England. I did year three there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, three, but I was really young. So when I came back to Ireland, I thought it was going to be something similar. But it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> yeah. It's not at all. Like, it's actually, it's very different culturally. Like, um, I think when you're looking from afar, you might think, oh, yeah, Ireland, England, what's different? It's not. There's a lot of, like, cultural nuance. And um, I learned that very quickly. Um, having to acclimatize to everything here, society i think my little brother who was here he was like um two years younger than me he really helped me in that respect because mm. i came when everyone was still in school so and then, and then it was summer break so i had no other way of socializing if not for him and like taking me to like his friends and football and we play a lot of football like i got class at football that summer because mm-hmm. of how much football <laughs> i played just um trying to understand the society and, that. and then getting into school then was another thing um, but yeah, it's been, but well, I've always been um, someone who's very in touch with my roots as well. And I've never, and I credit that, credit my grandparents for that because they always made me aware of where I'm from and mm. never, and never to um, be ashamed of it and actually to just have some, to be prideful of that. Like that's something to be proud of. Mm. Um, they really made me aware of my heritage and just culture and my ancestry my backgrounds you know the great benin kingdom and all of that and just yeah so i've always been very proud of that and i didn't actually understand when i came here because i came here at the time when it wasn't actually like well the kind of feeling i got was that people weren't actually trying to claim their 
African heritage too That's much. That's a like. fact. Even her. Mm -hmm. Around that time then, and um, they were always like people like they wouldn't want to play um, Afro beats in mm -hmm. public, or they wouldn't want to eat their certain food in school or whatever. And I just I was thinking like, what the fuck? Like, was like, why? Like, this is sick. I like, don't you understand? Like, you are, you know, what I mean, this is powerful that you have that yeah. um, cultural you that cultural richness. You know I mean that mm. these other people aren't privileged enough to have. So like, own that. But um, yeah, and then some over like I think it was like about four years now everything just kind of switched now everyone's wearing dashikis and all of that and everyone's like <laughs> black panther you know that kind of yeah, shit yeah. <laughs> it's mad but yeah that's something I noticed that's, anyway I even forget the mm. question but I went to the mad no, it is, no but it's interesting because I guess your experience would be very different to ours because you just don't even think it's not even no you don't think that Black people are other people are other are in other parts of the UK, but you don't really take it in, you know. I'm mm -hmm. sure, and their experience is going to be very different to ours because chances are we're already the minority. I can't imagine how much more so it might be over there, or mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, and there's actually a really big community, and you know, you're helping to educate people even further because now they know, like, they know what the different cultures are like, and they know what's sure. going on. For sure, you know, that's something, you know, it's smart because, see, in the UK, yeah, you'd have people who are, like, third and fourth generation black people and immigrants there, whereas in mm. Ireland, we're very much behind. So we're first generation here. So it's like the people here, the population here, this is a new concept to them, you know, having mm. black Irish kids, you know, people who have spent their whole lives here or grown up here and identify as Irish it's a relatively new concept to them so I think systematically it's not like um we're not as mm, like we don't get it's weird you know anything that we face in terms of racism and that uh, it's not systemic it'll be more kind of blatant physical social type things because they haven't had enough time to prepare it's ignorance or is, exactly. is it ignorance yeah Yes, it is ignorance. It is ignorance. And, like, you, again, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know I mean, there's parts of mm. Ireland where you wouldn't see black people at all, like, mm. at all. And then there's, like, parts where it's very clustered. A lot of black people in that. And, yeah. You know, it's just it's how it goes. And, you know, I, I, I don't want it to end up, like, because I've seen places like the UK, France, and how it happens is they kind of bring, they put, all the black people in certain areas and unfortunately it's always areas that are you know riddled with like poverty and just lack of infrastructure and all of that and then it's like a domino it's a cycle. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah and then it's just a lot of crime and all of that and it affects the perception and then the opportunities and then it just they justify the oppression in that way i've seen that happen in other places mm. other parts of the world and i don't want that to I don't want that to happen in Ireland. That's why my mission is to kind of control our cultural identity here, yeah. control our own narrative so that they don't have the opportunity to spin it their way. Because if they do, they'll spin it in a way that benefits them and not us. So that's like... Yeah, no. That's, that's so powerful. And I'm, I'm just out of interest, what do you think for you is the future of Irish rap? Because obviously you're starting to get popping now. Um, What's the direction you want to see it heading? Um, 
I think it's gonna be it's gonna be as big as anywhere in the world. Like mm. and it's going to the people who come after me are gonna take it way further than where I eventually take it to. And yeah. you know, like that people come after them and et cetera, et cetera. So mm. I think what's gonna happen is like you see the way in the UK you have um like the forefathers of UK hip hop crime, et cetera. Yeah. Like you have your Skeptas, your Wileys, your Wretches, your um, Gigs, ETC. We're going to have people who follow in that vein. And then it was like for a while, we'll create the infrastructure that they'll know to follow. And we'll, yeah. we'll be able to create opportunities for them. Like I just started on, I just opened my own label there, JLOL Records. So at the moment, I'm my only artist. But then eventually, at some point, when I get JLOL to a certain level where he can now be like an OG yeah. and actually put people on in a productive yeah. way then um, I'll start taking on more people making sure that they don't have to go through the shit that I go that I had to go through it's about and kicking down them doors isn't it and then letting absolutely. people follow through absolutely yeah, no, I, I hear that that's 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 the that is the dream really and obviously mm-hmm. the people you're going to let through hopefully they can run with it as well that's what you'd want sure. For sure, you got you got respect. Uh, I'm sure in due time you'll be considered an OG, and you got to respect and get that respect as well. So, mm. I'm we're all, we're all probably going to be keeping our eye on the pulse of um, Irish rap and the progression it makes. Not only just your career, but hopefully through your own ventures, you'll be able to bring people along for the ride as well. For sure, man. For sure, like that's ultimately, I think the biggest achievement in life is being able mm. to make other people's lives easier or, or better, you know, empower others yeah. as well for me. So that's definitely something that I want that is going to happen. Like, it just has to happen. It's a natural progression regardless. Because mm. at some mm. point, people, my music isn't going to be cool anymore to listen to at some point. There will be someone else who has, who's younger, who has more energy, who's doing things in a way that's more catered to the audience. That You know what I mean? Yeah. I, they'll be able to take it further than I did, et cetera. So. No, that's long-term, that's long-term thinking, man. A lot of artists live for the moment, do you know what I mean? So to have that kind yeah. of idea in your mind already at such a young age, I think that's sick. Because, mm. you know, people are just like, you know, drop the next track, next track, next track. But mm. that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. For sure, on, a, on a side note, who, who, produced, um, who produced On The Estate? Chris Scabs. That's my guy. Scabs, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He produces all of my stuff apart from, like, my collabs that I've done with other people. But he's sick. Yeah. That beat is hard, man. Bro, for real. Cold. Hard as, hard as bricks, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to lie. I've rinsed that song. It's Because it's, I, like, uh, I have, like, a playlist, right? And I, yeah. I add songs to it throughout the year. And it came out maybe a few months ago. Yeah, and I just I refuse to delete it because of how hard the beat <laughs> like and how mm, how sick your bars. Some of those beats that as soon as it kicks in, you notice like something yeah, yeah, yeah. something special is about to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout nah, out to him, man. He did he did, he did a good job on that. Nah, shouts to Chris, man. He he always matches my creativity. That's why we work well mm. together. You know what I mean? He's open minded. Nothing. Sure, I hear that. Mm. All right, so now. Nah, I'm excited for the progression of Irish rap and everything you're uh, going to do with it. So I guess on to the next, and I believe final topic, um, 
just something in that's been going on in the culture. Um, Kanye West wilding mm. out. Uh, oh, I don't boy. know if you all had, uh, if you all saw the clips that came out. Well, recently. Yeah, last night. Oh, sweet. So he went on a campaign rally in South Carolina and it went through. So basically said Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, um, more or less. And then he just started, just burst into tears crying uh, at the thought of um, potentially having aborted his child, basically. I'm not explaining that well, but that's more or less what happened. So I, I quote in it, so pretty much he was, uh, this is exactly what he said. He said, um, Harriet Tubman freed the slaves. Well, she didn't actually free the slaves. She just had uh, the slaves work for other white people. Mm. And then the next clip, he was talking about um, how his father said he was too busy and um, he said, you know, his mother had to raise him, this, this and that. Then he was talking about his daughter on how he was about to abort his daughter and kill his daughter. Um, and he was talking about how we need to protect life. Now, pretty much what I could say is, um, I did quick research, like really, really quick research, and Harriet Tubman freed slaves. Yeah. yeah, and now what Kanye West was supposed to say was Harriet Tubman freed the slaves and the slaves went and found work and made income and created wealth, you know, mm. maybe not in their lifetime, but in their, they passed wealth onto their next generation. Yeah, That's what he should have said, but he just said it out loud and people just looked at him funny and uh, I'm done shooting him Bill man his, his second comment I, I kind of understand because he was talking about like um, sorry his third comment he was talking about abortions how mm. it's not really like if we were to really go deep into the, like abortions like especially in the black community I mean it's something that is going on that is actually it's horrible like the rate of how many babies are dying, you know, through abortions. And I'm not talking about the people who have been raped. I mean, personally, for me, you know, abortion to me is, is a kill. Like, and some people may find that offensive. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not talking about the people who have been raped. You know, some of them, they make the difficult decision to go and abort a baby. Like, it's just the people who go and do that. Because I feel like... Black people can be powerful in numbers. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's more of us, then there's a lot more we can do. There's a lot more we can build. There's a lot more wealth we can create. I hear that. Like, in some ways, I feel like, you know, Planned Parenthood, the, the very beginning, the foundations was to destroy black people and was to kill black people. And that's how, you know, they elevated and evolved themselves into something where there's abortion clinics all over these certain communities so on and so forth so for Kanye West to be crying out and saying listen I almost killed my daughter I think at that moment he appreciated that 
like life is precious and mm-hmm. the same door he almost killed is the one thing that changed his whole perspective of winning do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I'm trying to shoot Kanye West Bell it's just the way he said things it just didn't make sense but that's what he's been he's been doing for several years now and I don't know man there comes a time when you have to look at yourself in the mirror a little bit and just be like just saying it, I think you can say what he said about Harriet Tubman, um, and we can dress it up however we want. But there's certain people in history I just don't think you should speak on in a way that could be misinterpreted, if that makes sense. Like, mm. there, was, he, there was no need to mention her. He just can't run for president. Yeah, what was the context? Like, why did he bring up Harriet Tubman so. I don't know. The, the video has not really been put out. In the, in the sense that there's what you see is what you get. But either way, there's no context that that's right, in my opinion, to say that. It's not something that needs mm-hmm. to be said, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I just, it's that, it's, what's scary is it's like he's clearly going through something. I think he's just felt, man, at this point. Yeah. I just think yeah. Because the, if you look at the evidence of the past two or three years, I just think it all points to the fact that he needs a bit. He just needs to either stop being in these public situations and public speaking full stop should be running for the presidential election full stop he just needs to you know continue to build his brand continue to do music i mean i'd rather him just produce but that's just personally me at this point because i don't think his lyrics are very good but (laughs) i'm just saying um in general i do think i think he's going for an an episode right now i don't think anything Mm. he's saying needs to be dissected because it's clearly clearly a man that needs needs help in my opinion but the man came through with a different trim as well it's just like what are you doing that trim was not I basically bro he's put 2020 in his in his scalp (laughs) (laughs) he's really trying to run man he's really trying to run so, so, no, so he went into the barber and said, "Yo, boss, give me the give me the twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> give me the twenty twenty. No vision." The thing is, he's he's a smart he's a smart individual. It's just that right now, these epiphanies. You, uh, these are the things. Isn't I mean, in, in the Bible, I mean, it pretty much says slow to speak and slow to wrath. My man mm. just needs to slow down. This presidential election. All of a sudden, 2020, you want to do it now. Like, mm. just do 2024 when you have at least a lot of time to plan. You have a lot of time yeah. to think. Do you get what I'm saying? And mm. you have a plan of like what he has like a plan of like building up this ranch. He has a plan of, um, you know, trying to bring manufacturing back to the United States. He has a plan to produce more shoes, uh, one or two albums here and there, executive produce. He has loads of, loads of plans. And my man mm. just says all of a sudden, hey, 2020 elections, it's like, no, you need to slow yourself down. It's for real, slow your roll. Because I think that's what yeah. really the situation is. Because what he was speaking, I understand from a point of view that many people just took it for face value and just like, what is he saying? He's just talking rubbish. If you really break it down and start dissect it, he's saying, Right now, I'm receiving epiphanies, and I'm just I'm thinking to myself, listen, life is precious. But okay, fair enough. I see Harry, what you're Harry, Harry Tubman. That surely comment, you have to think. You have to out. exactly. You have to be slow to speak because my mom was just speaking. 
For sure. I mean, Jay, after everything you've heard, what do you think? What's it? Because he's obviously someone. What would you? What's your stance on this? I think Kanye has always been. He's always been like it's. It's like I don't know if it's the right way to use the word, but like trigger happy when he gets like when he has eyes on him. That's something that mm. I've just kind of seen over and over from Kanye. I think everyone else has seen as well. Um. I think he definitely thinks faster than his um than his uh yeah. you know, words come out than his mouth than his mouth does. But, but like oh it's a tricky one because the thing with the, like I don't understand the context. I mean I don't even you said it was a rally and all like I need to go back and watch that before I can like yeah. I really understand what's happening. The thing with Harriet Tubman I don't think should be like I I don't see the point in um Coming at Harriet Tubman, like, what are you doing? Like, drawing her out or something. I don't get that, but I need to. I'm sending dishes to Harriet Tubman. <laughs> like, what is she like me? She's actually trying to make a point and then he just digressed and it was just like. It's a stream on, of Harriet... consciousness. It's not like, you know, well thought out, nah. yeah. structured spe- speech. I think what he needs a speechwriter. Yeah, I think he needs a speechwriter. 100%. <laughs> a guy sk- yeah. a skip writer. <laughs> I swear to God, I actually think he needs a speech writer. No, he does because it's it, it's ridiculous, and he's he's got something to say. And maybe it's is it you know hypocritical? We like it when he speaks his mind out like without thinking. You know, when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people, yeah. he championed that, mm-hmm. and that was you know that was off the cuff. Because you look at Mike Myers' face. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the guy. <laughs> so I don't know, but. I think you just got to be smart. Mm-hmm. I think he's seen it work his whole career and now he's, he wants to take certain liberties or risks. Yeah. It's tough. I, I don't... Because <laughs> you could sit right. down and then you could sit down, watch all of his interviews, right? From start to finish, he's making sense, right? Mm. You take certain things just out because he looks super wild. He looks like yeah. he needs to be in a mental asylum. You watch all of his videos from start to finish. There is frustration. There is concept. There and in some videos there is clarity. In this one, he was just he just digressed and then he just started talking and then he had epiphanies when you're mm. supposed to be doing a presidential election. Now, mm. fair enough. Kanye West president in 2020. I don't see that happening. I see that you have great ideas and you have good intentions. It's just if you're if you're off the rail like that, yeah, how, you're just gonna push the button. Just you, you see the red button on the sides, you're just gonna push it just for the fun of it. Like I don't even know like of all the rappers that exist. I don't know what makes Kanye is <laughs> the one. Like okay. I'll vote for the cast of Fast and Furious before I vote for him. Like <laughs> it's just not making sense. Imagine he wins it though. Like imagine, Boy. imagine pulls up the I upset can't... that Trump pulled off. Boy, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised with that country. They're, they're trying to put themselves yeah. in a it's situation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah. Like I wouldn't put anything past because you see, like Trump, he's a, he's a demagogue, so he, he says like these outrageous things that appeals to like certain demographic, which mm. like just happens to be a very large part of the population in America. So it could be a similar thing of, you know, like to us, 
us kind of people here, it sounds like, oh, outrageous and all of that. But there could be people who, you know, find sense in that. You know what I mean? And who <laughs> <laughs> they, they actually could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, yeah. man. After Trump, I don't think I can write anything off. Like if Kanye won yeah. you know, like the 20, 20 elections, I'd actually just... I, I, just know, know I, don't, I do not know if it, like... Who's rocking with a Harriet Tubman quote like that? Like, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> but you'd be surprised. America is a, a vast land. Someone in North Dakota is like, "Yo, that's that's facts." This yeah, is like, I swear, so like that's facts, bro. Like, I swear, yeah, I've man. been saying this. She's a fraud. I swear. Now, if Kanye wins twenty twenty, but I'm saying Dave Chappelle twenty twenty four. Ah, facts. Facts. Like, facts. <laughs> Why not? Oh, where's Jaru Rule at a time like this? Where's Jaru? Rule? Where is Jaru, man? I'm looking for some information Jaru Rule might not have right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Jaru Rule at a time like this? <laughs> Trying to dance on straight and death. Hear from ja <laughs> <laughs> Classic, man. Classic. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, oh just, go, go, hey, go. Listen, if, if Dave Chappelle was in the White House, I need him to, like, have stories when he gets out and just be, no, like, dumb shit, like, when he went to Prince's house. Like, he didn't go to, but, like, you know when um Charlie Murphy went to Prince's house? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Game blouses. That's need the type that. of energy I need. 100 but, um, oh, does, does anyone else have anything to say on Kanye and his antics? He gave us classics albums, but I can't, I can't, I can't rock with this man. He, <laughs> he gave me my, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but I just can't give. I can't shoot in Bell no more, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just play devil, devil's advocate at the moment and just trying yeah. to yeah. give up. Big H needs to come down from heaven. The thing is, he's on my wall, man. On my, in fact, on my door. Do you know what I mean? So like, this guy's watching me every day. Like I look to Mr. him, and, and when I'm when I have writer's block or whatever, creative block, I look there and then I get inspired. You get me? I can't just write him off like that. Mm. But um, like I said, oh, look, you know yeah. what I mean? uh, some people, you know, what I mean, just I don't know. Like, I think maybe everything isn't for everyone. You know, what I mean, maybe Kanye West might might just be showing us he's not presidential material. You know, what I mean, mm. whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm looking for some answers Kanye West might not have right now. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You ain't got the answers, Jay. <laughs> you ain't got the answers, Jay. That's a good. That's a good one. I said uh, you ain't got the answers, Jay. Um, Jay, thank you for coming on, man. It's been much appreciated, bro. Um, yeah, I love people all the so- all the socials so they can find you, find that music. Yeah, for sure. So it's Jay Yellow Wall on IG. It's at Real J Yellow Wall on Twitter, J Yellow Wall on Facebook, if anyone's still out there, Snapchat as well, J Yellow Wall. Across the board, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that. Um, new music soon, 22nd. I don't know when this is going to be out, but 22nd of July, new music, album coming this year. There's just a whole lot Whoa. of stuff Big going on. Love that. What's man. the album sound like? What were, you, what were we going with? Oh man, there's there's so much. There's just vibes. So, it's vibes. It's it's vibes. It's pop. Like if I'm, I don't want to tune my own horn, but if I was to say anything about the album, I'd just say it's powerful because mm. every time mm. I've, every time I've listened to it from start to finish, I've just always felt like 
shit. Like, there's just so much information there, and you just leave mm. with a different thing. And I think one thing I made sure I did well was state my intent very clearly. Like, I made sure I let everyone know what my purpose was for this album. Mm. So, you know, I'm proud. I'm pretty proud of that. Looking forward to it, man. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Next time you, next time you tour <coughs> in London, we'll be there, bro. We'll, for I sure. Just, yeah, we'll just see that energy right. live. For sure. Well, for we'll, sure. We'll, we'll come to Ireland. What's the Irish girl saying? All right, listen, <laughs> man. You have to see for yourself. I'm you have to see for yourself. You know that uh, I heard that. That little, that accent. They already know what time it is when I come around. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, is that you? Yeah, you dubs, yeah. I like, I see you, yeah. I see you shining with the confidence. <laughs> That's it, man. Keep it up, man. Keep it up. Uh, all love, all love. Uh, thank you once again for coming on. It's, we're Appreciate so happy you were able to get resolved um, and get you on. Uh, episode will be out soon. Listen to all the music. Jules is your latest single out at the moment. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And then, um, obviously, you can catch him on FIFA as we discussed. Um, new mm-hmm. album coming out soon and single so he's got a lot coming out um, other than that peace peace oh, man. man thank you guys for having me love appreciate you everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.